Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Old Souls and Seekers podcast. I don't think we've actually formally said on this podcast that we changed the name of the podcast. So you guys may have noticed that uh, the last few episodes, we transitioned from personal development without the fluff to Old Souls and Seekers, which is also the name of our uh, Facebook group that's uh, got a lot of cool content. So if you want to join the Facebook group, you can head over to the link that's below the video. And for those of you listening, it is joinoldsouls.com. It's how you can get in there. There's a lot of cool content. We'll leave that's it at really, really great people. Yeah. But the uh, name change, really, just to kind of catch everyone up here, is a kind of a representation of a transition that Elon and I have gone through over the last uh, four to five years or so in terms of our own spiritual and personal development, kind of where our work has gotten to. And um, we felt like the podcast was already starting to reflect that work, but the listener base, or so, so to speak, the demographic, um, we noticed that who were speaking to, who are working with, are people who often designate themselves as growth seekers, as old souls, and it just kind of felt like it, it was time to upgrade the energy um, as Elon and I have balanced our own energy. Things have certainly changed around here. So um, <laughs> that's our, our formal of the informal. I know most people do these like big launches. I'm launching a new podcast. And we're just like, yeah, we'll just change the name. <laughs> 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 we'll just change the name. Yeah, we're, we're just changing the name. Um, yeah, so welcome to the new old podcast. Um, old, old, new. old, new, 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 old. I mean, we've done like... We've been podcasting, man, for a long time. I think since like 2013, maybe. Uh, we we have we have about 530 or so episodes in the bag. Between Pep, right? Like yeah, we did 299, I think, on the first podcast, which is funny that we like we're like ah, we won't do 300. We'll just we'll just nail it to 299 and move on. And then we've done about 230 over here. So yeah, I mean, quite quite a bit wow. of podcasting over the years. Amazing. Anyway. Uh, we want to have a chat today about something that's been present for both of us. And I just, I hear about it all the time. It was just a pretty in my face experience this past weekend about expectations. So I'll take you through a little short abbreviated version of the story, but uh, Guy and I are involved in a two year program, very intense, um, Modules were supposed to be in person, obviously with Corona, they were not. Uh, and each module goes through healing certain aspects, certain certain character styles uh, that human beings have. And we all have them, um, just to give you guys, like if you wanna dive into like a little frame of reference, I'm not gonna go into it, but there's a great book called The Five Personality Patterns. If you wanna just get a sense of like some of the patterns. And the one that uh, Guy and I, delve in or the one that we have i guess the most distortion in as they would say is uh, what some people call the aggressive pattern or the psycho psychopath pattern or the program that we're in they call it the fire module so in any event i've got this was our fifth module i believe yeah and so going through the first four i was super excited like like when I had signed up for this program, everything was just like, I can't wait till we get to this module, like my module, you know? And um, after having seen certain people have certain experiences in their modules, obviously like my expectations of what was supposed to happen during my module 
just kept elevating and elevating. Now I know, and I'm sure that you guys listening also know that when you want something so badly and you expect like something really high, it very rarely meets your standards and what you're left with is disappointment. And I always tell people like life, your, your uh, happiness in life is predicated on the difference, the delta between those things. So if you have a certain expectation and that expectation is met, you're really happy. If it's not met by a little bit, you're a little unhappy. So depending on the grade of how that expectation wasn't met will depend on how much unhappy you have at that exact moment. And so I went through this, uh, through the module, through the weekend, and lo and behold, uh, if you if you had to guess, uh, my expectations were not met. Oh, yeah, I know, shocking. <laughs> and I was honestly left disappointed. And I'm gonna talk about, uh, later on, I'm gonna talk about like, how I processed that disappointment part, because I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. For now, I just wanna create a, a distinction and like I kind of like start this conversation around having these things that we want so badly in life. Like think about anything that you want so badly in life. Maybe it's a, a relationship with a soulmate. Maybe it's uh, buying a new car or a house or reaching a certain goal in your business or your health, whatever it might be, there's something right now mm. that you're wanting very, very badly. And what I wanna offer as we have this conversation is that the wanting something so badly, if you look at the history of your life, not just from my experience, but the history of your life, you'll notice that the things that you want really, really badly tend to always kind of like move away. They're they're on a constant, you know, like you reach and just like move away and they reach, and move away, and it leads to more and more and more frustration. So I'll leave it at that. I'll let you kind of come in here and then I'm 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 happy to keep going from there because there's uh Yeah. Well I, I think what would be interesting to explore in this conversation, because expectations is not a new probably rather familiar concept for most people in the uh, personal development space. We always said, um, you know, uh, expectations unmet lead to disappointment. So, yeah. right, and that's kind of clear and true, but, and here's the thing, like even knowing that, Elon knowing that for almost two decades still didn't lead to him having an experience that didn't have disappointment. So I like to create that there's a distinction now between like the knowing of the mind and like the knowing of direct experience, right? Like this, like the mind is the illusion of knowing, because the mind is trapped in this illusion of what it thinks it is important, what it thinks it knows, what it thinks is supposed to happen, what's not supposed to happen, should be happening, which will parlay into something I wanna bring in later in the conversation. But for now, I think it's important to start creating this thing because most people I think have it that expectations is something to manage, which was kind of my purview prior to doing the work that we're doing now versus like now, you know, because it's not about, hey, let's, let's learn these concepts with our mind and then try to manage what the hell's going on up here through that space, which is really labor intensive, kind of tiring, and often wrought with more disappointment because you find yourself not managing yourself the way that you wanted to manage yourself. Like Elon went into this weekend knowing that that was a very real possibility, that he would be disappointed by the experience, but in his mind, he had a picture of what it's supposed to look like. And I'm saying, Elon, that that was really me too. 
because this was a very big um, energetic module for me as well. And a lot of the work that we do is focused around healing, of course. So when you're getting a when you're getting a personal healing and you've seen other people go through certain healing experiences, you might think that it needs to be like big. And because the energy of this uh, this particular um, module is fiery, it actually will have you believe that it's supposed to be like this nuclear explosion. Like I thought for this one that I needed like a sledgehammer to heal myself. And then my experience was like when I went through my healing experience, it was almost like they were using a scalpel. It was like very, you know, particular, very mild type like adjustments that got to be made. But here's the truth from my experience. Like Elon and I have been doing this type of energetic work for four or five years. For anybody who's been doing energetic work for quite some time, you know, your body gets pretty fluid. So when experiences come, they actually get to move through the system rather rapidly. And and I think a lot of times the big experience come from like stuckness. It's like energy stuck. And then it's like, you know, to like bust through, it needs like a bigger movement. So part of me was like, eh, I kind of wanted more. Part of me is like, I'm ecstatic that it wasn't that way. Cause last time I had a big experience like that, it just levels me for like two, three weeks at a time. The integration period is very long. It's like a complete reintegration of reality. It's a very big process. Kind of like when you've done a lot of uh, plant medicine work. So I'm like, why is that? <laughs> well, my system thought that it wanted when I got this kind of like gentle coaxing. And like, honestly, this week I feel a, a level of stability in my system that I haven't felt before. I feel my ability to hold the polarity of this energy in a very stable way. There's an opening in the back of my heart that I'm experiencing uh, all week long, almost like energetic wings that are open. That is really, really pleasant and nice. And I actually feel like this fluid energy that's moving through my heart out, reinforming itself and moving back in. It's like the awakened energy is actually learning as it cycles through. So at the end of the day, yeah, I'm like, there was that initial disappointment, but let's leave my experience out of it let's have a conversation of the difference between trying to manage an expectation from the mind and now like having disappointment in the system and being with the experience such that, that even the disappointment can create more healing and coherence in the system. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I so want to get to that. But I want to, I want to have one, one, I want to add one thing before we go down that rabbit hole. Cause it's going to take a conversation in a different direction. So I just want to give you guys like a, something very practical that you can start the conversation because right like disappointment is going to be there upset's going to be there sadness is going to be there maybe your i'm not good enough part's going to be there and we're going to talk all about that in a second but one of the things the first things that kind of started to get me out of this world of disappointment where i could because when you're like in the disappointment or the sadness it's difficult to step out of it yeah. to actually see it for what it is, you know, because yeah. like you're in it, you're just in it. So one of the things that uh, has been really helpful for me and I, I would love to share with you guys is just getting really grounded in why do I want the thing that I want? And it's never because the reason you think what it is that you want. So I'll, I'll walk you through mine so you guys can kind of like get the, the world of it, right? So like I said, we, we've seen some people have the most magical experiences. Guy included. Yeah, guy included. And, and in those magical experiences, you know, different things open and shift and it just, it almost like, it like realigns you from the inside out. It, it just, all the circuitry is different. And 
these different gifts come online and different uh, abilities come online, all these things. And so what I got grounded in is that, okay, so I was like, okay, well, why do I want a big experience? Well, I wanted a big experience because I've felt for a while now that I have this kind of uh, shield, like, like, a, like a, I don't know, like, like a protection mechanism over my heart. And I wanted it to be released. So then I was like, okay, well, why did I want that to be released? Well, because if that was released, then I have all, all this more energy that I can move through my heart. Cool. Well, why do I want the energy moving through my heart? Because then I can have different abilities. Um, why do I want those different abilities? Well, then I can make a, an even bigger impact with, with the people that I work with on impact more of them, et cetera. Well, why do I want to do that? And you start to just get down to this nitty gritty of like, why is it that I really want this thing so bad? Okay. And you could just keep doing this practice and just really get to that place of like, why do I really want this? A lot of us, when we're, when we're dealing with expectations, we're, we're trying to manage this mental bandwidth that we have. So it's like, we, we learn about expectations, we learn about disappointments, and then we think, okay, well, now I understand how expectations work, perhaps how to manage them better. But then, of course, you end up in a situation in life where something happens that you didn't expect, you think it should happen some other way, and you think, okay, well, I'm starting to feel this negativity in my body, this not pleasant sensation in my body, so let me start using the tools that I have. And it seems like no matter, no matter how much... Um, yeah, like no matter how much, I'll just do that so Wally lands in there, it's not bothersome. Um, so yeah, like no matter, <laughs> yeah, people are asking if the microphone's plugged in. I'm, sh I'm sure he's got that that down, but I don't know why that just uh, disconnected. Yeah, so like no matter, um, you know, how many tools you have, it's just like this, the sensation in the body has now begun. The disappointment is there and there's going to be a response to the sensation in the body, which looks like, well, it is this way and I want it to be this way. I'm, I know what kind of experience I'm supposed to be having. And that's really where the rub is. It's like, you know, all of spirituality is built around one very simple principle, which is really like, be present. And the more we find that people have learned about mindset work, and it's, it's certainly very helpful, helpful in certain ways, in a lot of ways, it, it just redevelops what seems like a higher consciousness of what should be happening instead of giving you the presence and the ability to be with what's so. So for me, it's like we once you hit discomfort in the system, I don't care how wise you are, how many courses you've taken, books you've read, how many people you've coached. When you're in an upset, you're in an upset. And oftentimes when that happens, all the tools go out the window. We have a very simple premise that we now teach, which sounds like a philosophy, but it's really a felt sense experience. And the 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 this felt sense is, Pretty much every work we have ever done has had this driving force or this driving thing to attempt to get people to feel better. And I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of disappointment when you, again, don't feel the way that you think that you should. So for us, it's like that was a road that just kept bringing more disappointment in our lives. So instead of our work, instead of being focused on trying to feel better, what we finally have gotten to is this expression of just just learning how to feel more, which is just to say another way of saying whatever is arising in your system, if you can build a capacity, if you can cultivate a way 
to be with the experience that you're having, what we find is the experience doesn't last very long. There's, there's no experience that I've ever had that has lasted forever, whether that was being in depression or sadness or an ecstatic joy, everything in the universe is these kind of coming and going waves, right, in our experience. So if we're uh, constantly in this fight of what should or shouldn't be, even if it's from a higher consciousness place, you're still kind of playing that same game right now. So, you know, for, for now, what I find in my current evolution is that the disappointment is really the next step right now in that particular process that is bringing an opportunity of how to be with a specific kind of energy that I haven't been willing to fully be present with and feel through. And again, feeling through for a lot of people, it's like a mental exercise. Like, oh, I know I'm having an emotion. Let me sit here and feel through it. But I want to take you one level deeper because that's starting to become a little bit more normal in the vernacular of personal development. And it's still being taught from the landscape of mindset. And it's like through mindset, how do we get you to feel more? And the thing is like the mind is not the thing that's designed around feeling. So yeah, you know, it's the thing that if you're having a feeling, it's actually trying to protect you from. So it's like there's some kind of automated process that's happening every time you have a felt sense in your body that is almost a knee-jerk reaction. I've learned that basically when we have a, a emotional experience, there's a, a again, a mental projection that arises and it kind of paints everything on the planet. It paints the person in front of you and it has you start dealing with everything from that projection. Now here's the thing, in my experience, no matter how knowledgeable you are with personal development or mindset work, you cannot stop that projection. Even if you're in a high state of awareness and you've learned how to develop and cultivate a meditative state and you view it and you're viewing the projection from that state, the projection still doesn't go away and still runs its course in automation. So my point here is, is that most of us are expending a lot of our energy trying to re-manipulate the projection and turn it into something else that seems more amicable or easier to experience instead of going right into the experience, which is the felt sense that's occurring in the body and actually learning how to cultivate a presence that can be with any actual felt sense experience that's in the body. And what I have found time and time again is expectations are an incredible tool because whatever disappointment you have there is your next layer that you can actually feel through. Now, if you give something full presence, just like giving presence to a child that's upset, that presence will do more for pacifying that child and their nervous system than taking that child and telling them, hey, uh, look over there, or hey, do you want this thing instead? You know, it's like we constantly are like in this pattern of trying to redirect something. But what that really does is it just bypasses an opportunity for that child to learn that the experience they're having is completely valid, totally safe to have, and they're and they're and it's just energy moving through their system. And as that energy moves through their system, what they're actually learning is to how down-regulate their nervous system and bring it back to homeostasis and safety. So how many adults can say that when they're in an upset, they have the, the wherewithal, the, the, not just the insight, but the ability to be with an experience, knowing that it's just an energy that's moving through and they're actually retraining their own nervous system to down-regulate, get back to homeostasis and find that, that groundedness of awareness. And it, and it can happen very rapidly when we fully surrender to and accept the experience that we're having. So that's kind of where I was hoping Elon would uh, would get with the conversation is like, 
yeah, the expectation arises, cool. Like, let's actually start loving our expectations. Let's start loving the parts of us that get really disappointed when things don't work out the way that we think that they should, because there's an incredible gift in that for everybody. There's, there's an incredible opportunity for growth. There's an incredible opportunity for retraining and having a parasympathetic response in the nervous system. There's an incredible opportunity for liberating and reorganizing energy in the body, for becoming more fluid with our experiences. I mean, it's just like, it, it pays off in spades. And, and that's a lot of what we, we train in our two-day courses, a lot what we train in our group uh, training programs, because the training that we do today is not so much about a necessarily a process that you have to go through. It is noticing that you're having certain experiences that when somebody who's already um, stabilized a certain frequency in their body and a certain awareness in their body can easily recognize it in your own system and point at it. So when you're in an upset and somebody not doesn't necessarily point at the upset, but points at something about that upset, a certain sensation that you're having and doesn't try to change your mental state, doesn't try to change the way the system is protecting itself, doesn't try to change your emotion. So I just want you guys to hear this. When you're trying to change somebody, the feedback the system is getting is that I'm not okay the way that I am. And I want you to just let that hit your system for a moment because like, you know, we're all still children. We're all still children in adult bodies. Like we have responsibilities and all these things, but it's not like the system started working different when you became 20 or 30 years old. The nervous system, the nervous system response, the safety protocols you run, all those programs are exactly the same ones that you ran when you were five, six, seven years old or even younger. So that's just what's so when it comes to these systems. So we have this weird thing that we think that when we become adults, the system now works different and we need to create new protocols than the ones that work with children, even though the same way that a, a present aware parent with attunement to their child would help that system learn how to get attunement, down-regulated nervous system. Again, most of us uh, have, don't have this training because our parents didn't have this training. It's really a new awareness that's arising on our planet right now. So if you're like me, I'm not going to go back to mom and dad who don't have these skills, never had those skills. So I'm not blaming them. They just never had the opportunity to learn those skills. I'm going to have to, uh, I get to be the upset child and also the attuned parent within my own system. Because there is that opportunity to be both, to hold both at the same time and, and allow for our expectations to be a window to some of these really deep strewn patterns in the system. So you can either keep going through the upset over and over and over and over again, or you can start really loving your expectations and loving your disappointments, loving the discomfort and learning through some of these pointers that we do, how to sit with these processes, use your own body's intelligence to help the body to release and liberate this energy. And then there's a natural reorganization that, happen, that happens towards homeostasis. And again, this is what we see in all of nature, how things reorganize, go back to homeostasis, go back to neutrality. The body works exactly the same way. The cosmos work this way. We work this way. So hopefully that gives you guys some insights into expectations. Sorry for all the, um, the pauses here and there. And then the, uh, the final thing I wanted to talk to you guys about that's been really um, present for me uh, this, this week is really this, um, I'll say it in what might be a hard way to first take it and then I'll try to describe it as best as I can is really this like new energy on this planet, which to me feels like this, uh, this desire, wanting and ability 
to reclaim everything as one. We could say the word God here, but that carries a lot of weight for a lot of people and then brings up a lot of the dogmatic religious teachings and stuff like that. And again, I want to point out that God has a, has had a lot of names throughout history. But when we use the word God in present time, again, it's attached to so many teachings that so many people have taught. So I'm, I'm really talking about unified field. I'm talking about the, the unified energy, the one source of all things, right? So certainly we could use the word God here. But if you guys kind of notice, the, the old energy has been about creating a lot of distinctions, right? Even today with like uh, LGBTQ plus, right? It's like we, we have gotten to this place in our society where we habitually name everything so it can be kind of like in its own little compartment. And you may have like agreement with another human being about 99% of things, but in this one micro area of life, like they're in this camp and you're in this camp and suddenly you think that you have like nothing in common, which couldn't be farther from the truth, right? This is like, I'm Israeli and uh, obviously there's been the conflict there with Israel and Palestine for a long time. And it's a thing like, I've had the experience of talking to the people on both sides and it's like the same conversation on both sides. And yet there's this conflict that exists because of a name in society and you're in this tribe and they're in that tribe and now you guys have to, you know, like work against each other. And it's just so crazy. So to me, it feels like this, this is old energy and we're coming to a time where it's like we get to reclaim everything. And, and uh, Paul Selig does a really good job of bringing this through his books. He calls about it like it being renowned in a higher octave, right? Because it's not like anything is going to disappear by us becoming more aware. The energy that's here is always present, but the energy gets to be renowned as something new if we allow it as such. So in every way where you have a, a verbal distinction, a judgment of another, of something on the planet, of a government or whatever it might be, that judgment is basically saying, it is not of God. It is not of this energy. It must be of some other energy. And we've had this long standing commitment to the forces of light and the forces of dark. And then we'll have you believe that God is the light and the devil is this and the da 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 da. But if you really believe that it's all from one source, which has been the teachings on this planet forever in all religions, and in, it doesn't matter if you go to the most indigenous of tribes, that is the belief system. So there must be something in our DNA, in our lineage that has this this natural intuitive wisdom come through and has an essence of truth, certainly that feels true for me. And so if it's all one source, then there's really nothing that we're looking at in the world, no experience that you're having, no elected official, no government, no circumstance, not even COVID-19, that is separate from the source of God. And in this way, it must play a very important role in the bigger organized picture of all things. And, and I believe that that picture is just evolution. It is the proliferation of as many experiences as can possibly had. And at different times in quote unquote time and history, uh, certain things are needed to accelerate or move more energy, which is kind of where we're at right now. We're in this very incredible window in human history where the mobility and the acceleration of human consciousness is accelerating greatly. And from my perspective, all the events that we uh, certainly have experienced over the last eight to 10 years, and in certainly including uh, what's happening right now with the pandemic, is part of this acceleration process. Now look, for some people, there hasn't been a lot of consciousness or energy movement, no judgment if that is the case. And when there's an accelerated window, those energetic archetypes usually are suffering more.
at least that's you know that that's been my experience, right? If you if you think it's different, feel free to chat about in the box. This is not about right or wrong. This is just about offering my spiritual perspective. And for those that have been um, doing a lot of work and have more fluid systems, as these changes come, certainly there is a discomfort. But the system has already been doing the type of work that allows for that discomfort to move much more fluidly through the system and such that the suffering doesn't last long. Now, again, you might be like, well, now you're saying that because of this energy, people are suffering and these people aren't. To an extent, my, my, my belief is that the energy and the frequency we carry in the body is, an, is a direct relationship to the reality that we get to experience, right? If you're always believing that you're sick, if you always believe the worst in society, if you're letting really negative things influence you, if you're constantly watching media, which has basically just stuck you in a fear cycle, you're going to find that your experience brings into your life a lot of things to, to be fearful of because energy creates more energy. And in a way, your system wants to prove this energy right. So if you're carrying this energy signature, in order for you not to go fucking crazy, your reality has to match that energy. So the hologram is basically showing you that there's a lot of stuff to be afraid of. You know, like, so, and for, for other people, again, if it's more fluid, certainly things in my life come in that create a fear response. However, if I'm fluid in my ability to surrender to that experience, the energy can move through and liberate and it reorganizes, again, always towards neutrality and well-being. I'm going to suddenly find myself in circumstances relating to well-being and neutrality, and I'm not going to find these big you know, modulations in my life. So bottom line here is I think we all have this opportunity to really realize the vibrational tool that language has been especially coming from old energy where it's been really, it was important out of convenience, by the way, to name something, something, right? Like this is an uncle, that's a house, right? Like, and, and we name it and then we agree through society that everybody thinks about this thing the same way because it's convenient to be like, that's a house. And everyone goes, yeah, that's a house. Cause if we have to sit here and say that's a house and people had a million different perspectives on it, um, that would be a really inefficient way to communicate. So it's just become this like natural efficiency and communication to name everything. But what we need to realize or what we get to realize during this time is part of what that naming does is it creates a judgment in our system. And oftentimes that judgment is saying that it's not of this same energy, right? We see this a lot again in politics and with elected officials, with what's right and wrong, how we're supposed to treat this, how we're supposed to do that. And everybody has these ideas, these tribes, these camps. You hear a lot about tribalism today. And again, we get to realize that the tool we're using that's creating tribalism is this, not just, it's not just the languaging. It's not like if tomorrow we decided, hey, we're not going to call that it that anymore. It's not so much about that. We can keep calling things for efficiency. What we get to realize is the sensation that's in our body that then creates judgment separate from you. And you're, of course, going to think, I am of this god or maybe not right some people definitely don't think that I, I certainly didn't think that for a long time um but that that separation is gonna have it be something that then is happening to you something you gotta fight against something you gotta understand something you gotta try to create safety from instead of the real recognition which is it is all coming from one source and if that source is loving then no matter how this looks to my mind what this illusion is in a way even if it's a negative experience this experience is here to love me and show me something about my own evolution that's important. And if I could learn how to be fluid with the response I'm having, then the system will naturally bring that thing back in and, and reintegrate it back into you. So it's the experience 
of being sourced from one energy. And I'll say this one last thing and then I'll close it out for today. Before people start personal development or spiritual development work, they often find that the experience of life is that things are happening to them. They start doing developmental work and they hear this really smart thing where people say these things are happening for you. And I would offer, even if you don't completely understand what I'm talking about here, there's an energy of that's not even happening for you. Your experiences are actually happening through you. Because if you are also sourced from this one field, this one God, this one energy, and there's no separation, that means that you are part of the field where ev all everything gets sourced from and you're part of that source, right? So if things are coming into your life, then it's still all coming through that one pipe. There's, there's zero separation at all. And again, that, that means that it's not just happening for you. It's literally coming through you as an, and it is a vital part of your chosen human experience. And if you can stop working through this, this thing that we've done where we've separated ourselves from this source and start seeing that not only are you part of that source, but everything coming into your life is being sourced from that source, then now this relationship to that thing, it's like, holy crap, that thing that's happening is me. And how do I get to feel that and almost bring this mind to it and this experience to it that when I'm watching it happen, no matter the experience that's happening within my body, whether positive or negative, that I can bring a sense of awe because what I'm looking at is myself. What I'm looking at is God. What I'm looking at is this unified field showing up in all the different amalgamations and all the proliferation that this energy can provide and bring through. And I could be in awe that, holy crap, my body can feel this much fear. I could be in awe that, oh my God, this my body can feel this much sadness or this much love or this much ecstasy. No matter what's coming in, there could be a sense of awe in the experience of being unified, that you are part of this, you are co-creating, everything is coming through you. And I hope that at some level, this is triggering some kind of awakening, some kind of learning in your system. And even if you're not fully clear, because this is not about a cognitive thing that you get to learn. First, you get to integrate the feeling, then the cognitive awareness starts coming. So I'm speaking to you, hopefully, even if you've never been at this place, from a place that hopefully opens up an inquiry in your system of something you get to explore about how that feels, like how does it feel? to feel that things are coming through me, that this event in front of me is actually coming through me and for me. Like it's being created for me. It's being created through my system in this co-creation process as part of this one energy that wants to have more experiences in order to realize itself, in order for this organism to actually recognize and realize itself. And that's a really, really important, beautiful thing that I believe right now is um, more available through the energetics of our planet and what's been opening up in terms of the new energy that's on our planet that we can all learn from. And that's happening hopefully very rapidly. Hopefully a lot of you guys can uh, align to these experiences and find little examples in your life that have happened over the last year or last number of years that in a small way, and that's all that matters is these real, really subtle things that you can identify that these certain things are already occurring in your life and there is this grand support system that, that you may not have been aware of all the time, although at different times in your life, especially in moments that are very challenging and they're so challenging and eventually you're like, you've exhausted all things that your mind can come up with and you go, you know what, fuck it. 
whatever happens, happens, I surrender. And in that moment, or soon thereafter, something very magical happens in your life. And pretty much everyone I asked always raises their hand and says, yes, I know what you're talking about. So hopefully everyone listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. These magical circumstances, synchronicities end up happening in your life. Notice that it happens when you surrender and you stop applying cognitive pressure on the way that things should be. Because in that moment, what you're saying is, I'm no longer separate from this source. I'm going to surrender back into this thing and just trust that things are going to work out. And then this co-creation starts happening through you. And this unified energy, this God energy, this divine intelligence comes through and starts supporting you and brings circumstances to support you. So if you are interested in having more of those experiences, part of that is actually learning how to trust. Part of that is learning how to feel through what's happening in your life and actually bringing an essence of appreciation for it, whether it's a negative or a bad, a negative or a positive experience. And by the way, negative and positive doesn't mean good and bad. And in one of our courses, we go into great detail about why good and bad is actually strewn into our biology, but it is not a spiritual concept. It, 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 you can ask me offline, but good and bad is actually a biological function of living in a solar system with one star. I'm not joking. The actual truth of that is we live in a solar system with one star, right? So there's light and dark on our planet, and there's been a certain biological experience about light and dark on our planet. So we've taken light and dark, we've matched it with negative and positive, we've made it good and bad depending on safety and not safety, but that is also an illusion. So when I say negative and positive, I don't mean that. There's just been a conditioning that when there's discomfort in the body, that it's not supposed to be there and that we shouldn't be sitting in presence with it and in awe. And so we keep reaching for what we've been conditioned to reach for, which is you know, positive experiences, joy and love and stuff like that. But most people are barely experiencing that. They're getting little trimmings of that. And mostly they've been led to believe that they got to buy shit to experience those things, even though that's really the biggest fucking booby prize on planet Earth, because you can cultivate an ability to appreciate every experience to be in awe of your human experience. And you can see that from this place, again, this, this self-organizing thing occurs, this neutrality occurs by itself. You don't have to do anything to get there. That's just the, it is the way things work in our universe. And it's really about you finding that way to feel through the experiences from absolute surrender to allow for those experiences to come through. Guys, thank you for being here today. Love you very, very much. Hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to uh, join, let me see if I could do it here. If you want to join our uh, Facebook group, we do a ton of training in there uh, on a weekles.com. Uh, get in your information. We'll let you know how you can enter our Facebook group. And that's a great place to continue to uh, interact with us, learn from us in our community, continue to explore uh, awesome ideas and just get some really great resources for your own personal alignment and healing work. Love you very much. We'll see you next time. See you then.